Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I know I say I'm always so excited, but I am really excited today because I have an amazing guest that I've become friends with on Instagram who you might know as Justin Takes the Batch. His name is Justin Cole Adams. He has a Bachelor Recap podcast, and it is so much fun to listen to. He has such a great personality. I have loved following him, and I'm so excited to have him on the pod. So welcome to Getting Cozy, Justin. Oh my gosh. Hi, Erin. I'm blushing so much. I'm smiling. Thank you so much. What a lovely (laughs) intro. So excited to be here too. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I am so excited for my listeners and myself to get to know you better. But before we get into that, I think something that's, you know, been really a kind of a pivotal moment in our history happened very recently. And I haven't addressed this on my podcast. So I would love for you to have the honor of kind of walking us through what happened on the Instagram side as far as reacting to what happened to the insurrection at the Capitol. So as far as that goes, Justin, what were your thoughts on what happened in general? And what can you tell us about the response that we've seen on Instagram since? Yeah, I mean, I I did a really deep dive of this on my podcast just because I agree. I think it's important. We have to address it. We are recapping and following reality TV. And as much as people think that, okay, we're not in our lane, we really, we most definitely are in our lane because Mm -hmm. for me, the franchise is, the best part of the franchise is that a portion of it is on TV and then the rest is literally real world Instagram. And so I think it's so important that with this like reality TV sphere that we cover, we also cover how contestants react and their viewpoints on it. And for me, I really like to cover what trends are happening. And, you know, the way I thought about this was there are two trends happening the day and the day after, and even a couple of days after the Capitol was attacked, there were people who were speaking out about it. And then there was absolute silence. And you obviously can only report on silence so much. And so, yeah, I did a lot of roundups on Instagram to just kind of know and let others know who was being vocal. And then to what extent, because there are so many levels here. And at the end of the day, I do believe that influencers should be speaking out on what happened. They have a responsibility and they have the power to do that. But it's just not that simple because it's it's what they posted. Was it a repost from someone and then they just like move back on to you know promoting bondi or crimeo or whatever the case might be or was it they actually verbally did a story where they spoke out about what happened how many tweets was it did they use all of their platforms how long did they take to respond and then on top of that you know we have to think about the mental health of the influencer just because as i'm growing my podcast I know that I am so anxious because I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to offend someone or I don't want to do this or that. And so I think that, you know, if you have a million, if you're a Caitlin Bristow, for example, you've got to be pretty anxious to say the wrong thing, especially as someone who is Canadian, for example. And that's not to dismiss the fact that it took her several days to repost a graphic, 
but it's just to provide that little bit of insight on maybe this is why it took her four days to respond. Um, and then, you know, we have to think about monetization. We can say all day long that being an influencer isn't a real job, but these people are making a lot of money per post. Mm-hmm. And realistically, money is the driving force of a lot of the things that we do. And so money does play a big factor. And so I think there are just a lot of things that we have to take into consideration. But overall, there were a lot of people that spoke up and posted about it. A lot of the women from that season who also did, which I wasn't really sure what level of involvement we would get from them because they are so green mm-hmm. to this mayhem we'll call it yeah there was a lot of engagement there was a lot of silence from a lot of people as well so depending on which side you want to dive deeper into we can (laughs) yeah well first of all I want to applaud you and thank you for taking the time to even investigate this in deep dive and and I shared all of your posts about it because I was just like thank you for doing this we needed to see this right And it was important. And I, too, was very torn on what to post. And that's why I chose to post something like, you know, being silent also says something. Because in my heart, I felt like being silent was not the right thing to do here. You know, it really wasn't. So especially these people who have huge platforms that people are just watching like hawks to see how they're going to respond to what's going on. So I really, really appreciated you doing that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I'd like to look at kind of the top We'll just go with Bachelor right now, but, you know, Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron, they, do they not have the highest Instagram followers, like right now? They do. Yeah, they do. And I think they're the top two in general, and then obviously top male, top female. Right. Uh, Honestly, out of everyone, I was probably the most disappointed in Hannah Brown. I love Hannah Brown. I thought her season was a lot of fun. I think that she is empowering. And I was really disappointed because we we saw what happened with her in late May, early June, where she has her Instagram live moment where she says the N-word. Mm-hmm. She, it took her a while to make a really official apology. And then when she finally did, I thought it was incredibly heartfelt. I thought that she had learned something. And then we saw her begin to speak out, posting a lot of resources, doing lives with POC voices. And so I really was expecting her to say something. And then we didn't get that at all. And uh, it's, it's so unfortunate because we have people like Mike Johnson, people like Wills, who are saying things mm-hmm. and people are unfollowing them and I hate to see it versus if Hannah Brown was to say something, you know, not that many people would unfollow her realistically. We only saw a very small percentage of her followers uh, unfollow when everything happened in June. So I was disappointed to see her be relatively silent. Same with Tyler, especially because Matt James, their, you know, quote unquote best friend, posted multiple times on Twitter and then also posted on his Instagram story. And so I was just, I I don't know. It was just, it was a little off putting for me and, you know, I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. just, just like, it was very much that mentality of like, I was disappointed in them because I feel like that was a really missed opportunity. 100%. 
I, so. I echo your sentiment, Justin, 100%. I, I really agree. I think that they exactly did that. They missed an opportunity to use their platform for good. And I think the reason I follow certain people basically is because they use their platform for good, you know, like Ben Higgins. And I mean, there's so many people that just do so much with their platform. So this was very disappointing. So thank you for speaking on that. I know that um, that was really near and dear to your heart. So I really appreciate you again, taking the time to deep dive and, and find out all that. And guys, if you want to know more about that, please do listen to Justin's podcast. What is that one titled? Taking the Bats with my eyes open because it's the intro to the episode where Matt James kisses half the women with his eyes open. Oh, uh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. And his his response was so good to that. He's like, well, you can't trust these production people. You know, we, I had to keep my <laughs> eyes open to keep my uh, to keep my eyes on them. I loved that response. I thought that was so great. I'm like, well, that's good. You're not a serial killer, Matt. We appreciate that. Well, the people who come out the best of this are the, the contestants who are able to, like, make fun of themselves. Oh, of course. Because of the commentary like Dale posting all of his Halloween costume party yes, city looks like yes brilliant great like you claim the narrative for your own right okay Justin let's get into you where you grew up what your childhood was like were you always like fascinated with reality tv entertainment tell us all the things yeah so I'm actually from Atlanta so I'm from like an hour north I'm actually from the city that Rachel from this season of The Bachelor is from a town called Cumming Georgia and yes it is spelled like the sexual thing um (laughs) so I don't know who named the town but like that's how it's spelled yeah so I uh, I'm from that same town and so I, you know, went to school around here my whole life, college, everything. And then I actually moved to New York about three years ago, currently back in Atlanta because my lease ended and the pandemic happened, but I still consider New York home because I am paying a storage unit uh, bill there. <laughs> so all of, my, all of my junk is still there, but just temporarily here until Broadway reopens, I actually worked for a Broadway marketing staffing company and so just waiting for live entertainment to come back oh my god aren't we all I absolutely love New York Broadway there's nothing like it that is so awesome do you get a lot of uh, benefits working for a company like that you get to see all the shows best seats yeah yeah I'm actually like I'm gonna do a low-key actually it's kind of a high-key flex because I am very spoiled. I get to see a lot of shows for free. And I counted my ticket stubs and Play-Dohs at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 last year. And basically the math that I did was that I saw like, I want to say like one and a half shows per week or something like that. Oh my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it was for free. And then if I did pay... You just get really good at kind of knowing when there's a good deal. So if I would see something for cheap, I would get it. Like there would be days I would get off work and just be like, wow, I'm like really, I'm in a weird mood. I'm just going to go and see a show. And so I would, you know, go rush a ticket, do a standing room ticket, whatever I could. And, you know, a lot of the times those were like $40, which is obviously nothing for a Broadway show. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, yeah, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely spoiled. So. Okay, I, I have to so ask much. you, like, what's your top three Broadway shows you've ever seen? I mean, I have to ask you that question. 
Oh, gosh. So, uh, Mean Girls is one of them. Oh. Uh, that was a client that I had, and I loved that movie in high school. And so, when I got to work on the show, it was legitimately, like, the first Broadway show that I was able to, like, work on in that realm. And so, it really means a lot to me, and I think it's so freaking funny. I love Tina Fey. So, Mean Girls would probably be one of them. Hello, Dolly would be one of them. I had the privilege of seeing um, Bette Midler mm. as Dolly. And I mean, what a superstar. Oh, my God. And then probably Come From Away, which is a less known title. It takes place on 9-11. And it's about a plane that's about a bunch of planes that are diverted to Canada, basically, to this small island town where there just happens to be an airport. And it's a town of, like, I want to say 8,000 people. And there ended up being 7,000 people diverted from planes because of the attacks in New York and all over the nation. And it's just about this town opening up themselves and letting people stay in their homes. And it's truly, I know people, I know 9-11 can be triggering to people, but it truly is the most beautiful story about kindness and uh, acceptance. And yeah, it's just, I'm getting chills talking about it. It's just such a, it's such an uplifting show. So those are my top three, probably. Oh my gosh. I just got, yeah, I just got chills hearing you talk about it. I want to see all three now. Now, did you, do you get to see any of the stars, like VIP access to meet them? I haven't had that opportunity yet. I think if I had kept going in the direction I was going, <laughs> I probably would have a little bit. But okay. yeah, not too much of that right now. But it's New York, so you kind of just like see people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, that's the guy who stars in Moulin Rouge. I don't know. I'm like excited to like actually get back to New York, though, because I feel like I'm going to run into so many Bachelor people because there are yes. so many there right now. Yes. So watch out for those selfies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will take a photo with any of them. Like if I run into Bennett, he was not my favorite person, but I will run into him. I will take a photo with him just to like get a jawline moment. Of you know, course. I'm like. Give me a Dr. Joe or a Riley or, you know, anyone, honestly. Oh, my God. How fun. Like, I will befriend them and be like, come see a show with me just to, like, get brownie points for (laughs) them. I will. I'm not beneath that. I love it. Oh, my gosh. We're all going to be living vicariously through you, Justin. That's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) So you're in Atlanta now, but you will be going to New York sometime in 2021 then. Correct. Yeah. Hopefully within the next six months is what I'm hoping. We'll see. Very awesome. Now we have a friend in common, Lauren Chamblin. She's actually from the same town as well. So she's from Cumming, Georgia. And we actually did community theater together because we were so close in proximity. So we did All Shook Up, I believe in 2000 nine probably that's so funny that's such a small world oh my gosh I I feel like I watch love is blind like a little bit after everyone like probably a couple weeks after it got really big and I remember people being like LC LC and I was like who is this LC girl (laughs) and I was like oh it's I know this girl and that's not what I called her so I would (laughs) right but 
obviously Lauren is a very common name, so I get why producers had her go with that. Yeah, it's it's so wild that she was on that show, and then she's been on my podcast too, and then yes. obviously you know her, so crazy. I know, such a small world. I know, I couldn't call her Elsie. Like, when we met, when I recorded with her, I think I did call her that, and it just didn't feel right, so I just call her Lauren. <laughs> You're just Lauren to me, Yeah. I adore her. So fun that you guys know each other and have like a past and like a history together. So it's interesting. I feel like you kind of always had this desire to be in theater, entertainment, all of that. And you kind of carried that out as you got older. So that's pretty awesome to like follow that dream. It sounds like you're like following your dream. Do you have like a future profession in mind or you want to kind of stay where you're at? Yeah, I don't don't really know. You know, what's funny is that the dream was always New York. I knew that I wanted to be there. I didn't really know what I wanted to do specifically. I just, Mm -hmm. I love New York. I love Broadway. I love food. And I mean, hello. So (laughs) I, I just, the dream was always just New York. And then when I moved to New York, I had an internship with a Broadway press company. I sold a lot of like merchandising for Broadway shows. So I'd be the person like, you know, trying to sell you like a, a like a program or a t-shirt or whatever. I did a lot of weird random jobs like that. And I kind of stumbled into the current job that I had pre-COVID. And honestly, I loved it. I really enjoy marketing. I think it's so fascinating to mm-hmm. kind of see what is intriguing and sales worthy to consumers. And I also, I do social media as like a side hustle. So, which is kind of my main hustle right now and carrying that marketing to social media to like see what sells and and what works and what doesn't. It's all, yeah. So I'm actually really happy with the lane that I'm in. I mean, I want to keep expanding that and growing my podcast. And then also, you know, if I'm able to like help produce shows and really, you know, do more, I, I love the idea of doing a bunch of different things at once. So if I could have just like a bunch of creative jobs where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I have a podcast, I'm producing, I'm doing social media, I would, I would be really happy. I think that would be so cool because who wants a company to pay for insurance, you know? Right. Um, not me, I guess. Not this guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that would be cool. <laughs> Same, honey. I wear a lot of hats and I wouldn't change it for anything. I just, I love being able to do a lot of different things. And it just, you know, especially now in a pandemic, like I think staying busy is just so important for mental health and just, you know, yes. right? You just, you have to find your passion wherever it is and just really run with that. I feel very blessed that I was able to do that as you are too. So when did you start your account, your bachelor account on Instagram? Yeah. So I started the actual podcast in January of 2020. So I started the night of Peter's episode one. And then I ended up creating, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just kind of did it on a whim. And so I held off on an Instagram for a while and Honestly, I feel like I started, well, relatively right after the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I I knew that I had to figure out a way to market my show better. Obviously, Instagram and social media was my first inclination because that's part of my background. And so I just started posting. Okay, so yeah, May 19th was my first post. It's crazy because I do other people's social medias and then I got to mine and I was like, what do I do? I don't know how to do this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, and truly, 
shout out to Aaron because Aaron really helped with that. I mean, I had asked you relatively early on when we had met through social media and I truly like feel like your advice literally helped me launch my Instagram account, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I took you under my wing because I, you know, I, I saw the passion that you had and I was just like, let me just give him a few tips because I needed a few tips, you know, when I was kind of starting out and I actually had a former podcast and we weren't really reality TV focused. So I had to kind of have a pivot and completely change our Instagram or my Instagram now. So it was interesting. It was different. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? But it worked for me. So I was like, well, if it's working for me, then um, I'll pass along that <laughs> knowledge. So, but I'm so proud of you, yeah. how much you've grown. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast to really just showcase you and spotlight you. And I think your page is very different. So why don't you explain <laughs> to me and the listeners, you know, how you're different from other like batch accounts or other podcasts? Yeah, I mean, I think that my Instagram page is main, made up of three kind of puzzle pieces. Uh, the first is Bachelor Nation News. The second is like fan-made content. Um, and that can be anything from like a TikTok or, you know, like a fun whatever that's something that someone does. And then also uh, like my own personal commentary which you see in the captions and in Instagram stories and then of course in the podcast. So I didn't know that it would be that when I started it, but as I've kind of developed and grown and figured out what content works for me and what doesn't, that's kind of what my my baseline is. And that's what I want people to come to my page and realize that they can have. And I don't really post a lot of um, rumors mm -hmm. or like legitimate gossip either. So right. when you come to my page you know that this is like these are literal things that have been announced either in a press release or by a contestant or whatever the case might be for example everyone right now is posting about dale and claire possibly breaking up and how their engagement is over yeah um i have not touched that because i i i feel like everything is very uh it's I feel like everyone's kind of guessing and I also feel like a lot of people have really wanted them to be unsuccessful since day one right and so for me I was drafting a, a post to be like here's the deal there are rumors out there until something is officially announced I'm not going to address it mm -hmm. and it was the same thing with Becca and Garrett it was the same thing with with anyone because everyone's allowed to have bad days so just because dale posted a bible verse being like you know what's going to happen is going to happen it's god's plans and, and just because claire's mom knew that she was having a bad day doesn't mean that anything happened i mean you know yes there i guess his cousin unfollowed her and she unfollowed him yeah that was but weird. like i mean they, yeah but it's like you know families are allowed to like not like each other too like this is this is a lot for the family as well so i'm not really i'm not jumping the gun anyway not to like make this a claire and dale show like uh <laughs> the first four episodes <laughs> of the season were but right. i want to let people know that like i'm i'm giving you legit this is what's happening and i'm also giving you opinions and i feel like all of my opinions are fun and funny and 
never I try not to like be mean to the alum and the contestants as well right most of my negative criticism actually goes to the franchise so it's it's less about the the contestants it's more about like okay these are all the dumb things that bachelor and bachelorette and chris harrison have done (laughs) right yeah no of course i completely agree with that i'm the same with you i i don't post anything that's unfounded that i feel like once they have spoken on their behalf like that's when you're allowed to kind of you know make a statement um because you're right we see just I've said this so many times. We just see a tiny little slice of their life. You know, people have asked me to talk about the Peter and Kelly situation. I'm like, you guys, even though I know them, like, I'm not going to speak on it because, you know, we don't know the whole story. And just like Dale and Claire, like, I think you and I are are the same in that we're very respectful to these people and their privacy. And once it's out in the open, then, yeah, of course, we can report on it. Well, it's fact or it's, you know, it's been said. And it's not hearsay and it's not you know, negative people just taking something and running with it, right? Like crazy wild thing. Yeah. You just don't know until they have said it from the horse's mouth. So I appreciate that. And I think it's just called integrity, to be honest. (laughs) I think it's just integrity. Yeah. And even with the Peter and Kelly situation, I still don't think that we have the full story. we don't. From what actually happened during the filming and during the show. We don't. So like, I'm not going to say anything until like Peter fucking has a memoir or yeah. like something happens like that because I, I feel like we're still missing so many puzzle pieces from that mm-hmm. and I guess his contract is probably close to being over it's up in March he has definitely okay. said he would come on tub talk so I'm not saying I'll get like the exclusive or anything but he I will definitely have him on to talk about you know what's going on I was hoping him and Kelly but you never know they're both I mean he's in New York now and she's she's planning on moving there in March so you just never know what's going to happen with that so Justin this is a question that I get often uh, asked and I was just curious what you thought when people ask you like how do you connect with batch people like how do you how is it that you are able to like have them on your podcast and like have like a relationship with them maybe through dms or you know otherwise i think that's like the biggest question i'm asked so curious what your answer to that would be i have gotten this question a couple times and i always think it's so interesting because (laughs) i'm not doing anything i'm not doing anything special um like i'm i'm a normal human being that and I do everything on my own, so I don't have, like, a agency reaching out to any of these people. It's literally me either sliding into their DMs or sending them an email, and that's kind of it. And I've sent a million emails and a million DMs, and some of them get open and some of them don't. <laughs> uh, and it's literally just that simple. And also, mm-hmm. some of it is just, like, you know, kind of, like, like – harassing them a little bit in terms of like hey here's a photo that i'm posting of you and tagging you here's me mentioning you in your story and oh. after they see the name a couple times they they get it you know i had matt munson on and i'm not actually harassing people i say that like it's like a, i shouldn't <laughs> say that but like i'm i'm literally just like you know when you like how uh, facebook used to have like the poke button yeah you know, or whatever yeah, yeah i i'm literally doing that but via, Insta- uh, via instagram so like matt munson for example i like sent him an email he didn't respond and then i sent him a follow-up email <laughs> and then i just posted about him for something i think he was like 
smoking a cigar and I was like, that is sexy. So I posted about it and then I tagged him and then I put in my story and then I did a birthday tag. And then after a while, he finally emailed me back and was like, hey, like, yeah, I'd love to come on. And so I think, and this isn't to like call out Matt Munson at all. I adore Matt. We're actually like, I, I would consider him a friend, but um, I think it is like, you just have to get in their, their, their vision. Uh-huh. And as I, and I am sure you can attest to this, <laughs> yes. once you're at a certain Instagram level, it's really hard to keep up with every single thing that comes through. There's only so many notifications that Instagram can give you mm-hmm. in terms of like when you're in the app. So like, I know that I miss comments all the time. Yeah, I know that like, you know, requests will just sit there and then I'll be like, oh, I didn't even know I had a request. So I understand it. I don't fault anyone for it. Also, like I'm a complete stranger to these people. So, you know, I think a lot of it is just like, you know, reaching out to them and kind of like getting their attention in yeah. whatever way that you can, you know, I've kind of gotten better at it. So like I had watched Bachelor Pad season three for the first time, oh, like man. a couple months ago. And I was obsessed with Erica Rose. I just thought she was like reality TV gold. And so I like started following her. And then I've been doing like snow picture roundups where I post like 10 pictures of bachelor alums like in the snow yes and and so well yeah she was at a ski lodge for a couple weeks with her family I think they had like rented a cabin or something and so I like have consistently posted about her at the ski lodge because I was like oh I'm gonna like get her attention by posting about her (laughs) and then she followed me and now she comments on the snow pictures and so like little does she know but like she will fully be getting an invite to like come on the pod because I I think that she's so fantastic and I also gotten into her vision her like her sight line you know what I mean yes I know doesn't it just make your day I mean I remember the first time that Mike responded to my DM Mike Johnson responded to my DM I was just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think that the hard part about it is that it's, it's finding a balance of like okay, these are real people. And so I have to be excited, but not too excited. Right. And the coolest part is, is like I've connected with these people just like you have where, you know, you build these relationships with people where it's like, oh, cool. Like, I don't feel like a fan. Like, I feel like we're, we're, friends. we're friends. And I feel like we're, you know, making these connections and we have some sort of relationship. And that's, that's really the coolest part about it is, right. you know, I, I'm making these connections and uh, it's like, wow, like not only are you really cool on TV, but like you're a really great person and you have amazing insight and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, have you been able to meet many in person? So not really, because realistically I started this and then two, three months later, you know, everything shut down. And so uh, and I am a relatively new Bachelor watcher. I actually, the first episode I watched of the show was Rachel Lindsay's finale. And I was on vacation with one of my best friends, Maggie. And she was like, we have to watch it. It's the finale. And I was like, Ugh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so we're watching it. And of course, that's the episode where Peter leaves and I was gagged. Yeah. And the whole time... There, every commercial break, there's a Bachelor in Paradise trailer. <laughs> yes. And this is the Bachelor in Paradise 
where they stopped production because of uh, the yes. DeMario and Corinne rumors. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge deal. And I was like, okay, first of all, this drama sounds like everything. Second of all, like men shirtless on the beach, like, yeah. So <laughs> I actually, I watched that episode. I watched VIP 4. And then right after that, later in the year, there was Winter Games. And then it was Ari season. And so that was like my introduction into the franchise. So I've really only been watching for about three years. And now that I have everything that I have, I just, I feel like it just kind of like layers on top of each other. So I haven't really had an opportunity to meet anyone like at all, which is kind of crazy to think about, but yeah. So hopefully once everything kind of goes back to normal, I'll be able to link up with some people in the city and, I don't know. I mean, if someone's going to post that they're going to be at, like, certain time or place, I might just show up there because, like, I live in New York. (laughs) Yes, do it. I mean, it takes it to a whole other level, Justin. Like, I – once I met these people in person, I think that's where, like, my passion really started to grow. And I think that's where, like, Tub Talk came from. Because you meet them in person, you're just like, you are nothing like what I saw on TV. Like, nothing. So you just want to – you want to, like, redeem them all. You know, you want to, like – let everyone know yeah. who they really are in real life, IRL. So definitely, if you and have the opportunity. My, and that's my favorite part of like some of the conversations I have with people is that talking about their edits mm-hmm. and talking about like what is really them. You know, I, I had a really yep. interesting talk with Lacey Mark about six months ago over the summer. She was a part of VIP4. She had to leave really briefly because of her grandfather passing away. Mm. And so many of the clips that were used of her crying about her and Daniel are actually from her talking about her grandfather oh my passing gosh. away. Oh my gosh. And it puts things into perspective because I remember watching that and being like, oh, wow, like, Lacey goes to the very end. But, like, she's really whiny. But, like, she wasn't whiny. Her (laughs) her grandparent just literally, like, she was just at the funeral. Like, yes, she's crying. So I think it is so interesting to, like, see and hear their stories. And, yeah, I I love it. I agree. It's it's nice to meet the person behind the quote-unquote character, if you will. For sure. I know. That's my favorite part, for sure. That is, like, the best. I just love redeeming them. I love, like, just letting who they really are you know come out so yeah absolutely I hope you get to meet more of them in person because it is such a special thing I mean it's just it's it's so surreal though honestly it's so surreal when you meet someone that you've watched on tv when you meet them in person it's so surreal but it's so much fun I have to say Justin I what I love about your your Instagram account also is that you are not afraid you don't shy away from like being sexual like you (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about so i wasn't sure where you were going there and i was like okay yeah yeah you're just not shy about saying if someone looks like hot as hell or you want to like sit on their lap or you know and I just I I, I really appreciate that like I do I really appreciate that because I think that that is like you just don't see that a lot and it just gives like a different dimension like it takes it to another level and I I'm just telling you I appreciate it I'm sure the people well you've seen some of the comments I mean Ben Smith alone um those comments just blow my mind so you know that they appreciate it you know they think it's funny they're flattered all those things so I just I appreciate you kind of going and putting yourself out there and just being you authentically you so way to go with that (laughs) thank you 
yeah, I was, I've always been like that on the podcast and it, but it took me a little bit to kind of open up, up a little bit more about it on Instagram, just cause I didn't know how people would react to it. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's part of my brand and you know, I'm very gay. And so mm-hmm. I love all of the, all the men's and uh, <laughs> even if they are awful, like there are people where I'm like, eh, you're probably so boring or like a douche, but I would make out with you and (laughs) I claim that, you know? And so I definitely, I, yeah, I definitely own that title and it is fun, you know? And I, like you said, I mean, Ben Smith is definitely someone who I have like (laughs) sexualized from time to time and he's always so great about it. And I also do like an intro for just like you did with me. I do an intro with everyone who comes and I'm always very flirtatious with (laughs) the male contestants and everyone's been I mean at some point I'm gonna have someone be like oh my gosh stop hitting on me (laughs) but as of right now it's been uh it's been really fun and I mean everyone's been pretty great about it which is nice but yeah I'm definitely I post a lot of thirst traps on my page (laughs) so can I also say that like I legit talk about Matt's bulge in my last episode so if I mean do that information as you will but like it's brought up so I mean yeah we go there we go there I love it I mean I really think that's important so Justin you've had some really incredible people on your podcast can you just give us a taste of who you've had who have maybe been your I don't want to say favorites because I know you're probably like me and that they're all your favorites but like most memorable guests on your podcast so far so difficult. So I guess I should say that I have two types of guests on my podcast. So okay. I have I have a like bachelor alumni who I interview and then a couple of them have helped me recap. And then whenever I do a recap, I always have a co host and that person is always different. And so like uh Elsie Lauren um was one of them. I've had Kelly Johns on a couple times, which she makes like hilarious recap videos. So I don't know. I've had I've had like such a wide array. It's hard. Um, as far as like bachelor alums, um, I have had Cat Heard and um, Lucy uh, Aragon on twice now from Juan Pablo season. I think they are so much fun. I like adore both of them. And I actually, like, I literally the other day was like, I need to text Kat and see if she's watching Matt's season. <laughs> Love both of them. I, like, I keep bringing up Matt because Matt's my pretend boyfriend. So <laughs> Matt's definitely up there. And, I mean, as far as, like, co-host guests, I've been really lucky, too, because Jody Guglame, I'm saying that all wrong. I'm so sorry, Jody. <laughs> she's a writer with people, so she writes about it. She writes about the show a lot, which is always so much fun. I've had... Emma Quartang, I'm again, I'm, I'm fucking up all their names. I'm awful. But she, Emma <laughs> has, she's a writer with Cosmo. She actually interviewed Tasha like post filming so about cool. like skincare. And Emma's like, I'm interviewing you, pretending that you're not the new Bachelorette. Like, here we go. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I've been really lucky with both sides of it. And of course, Bennett Murphy, who was supposed to be on Claire's season and then was cut. I've had him on twice and he, I know that he's been on Tub Talk too and he's near and dear to my heart. And he was actually my first 
real guest outside of like my recap guest. Like he was like my first person from the quote unquote franchise who like really gave me his scoop, which was really, really cool. I adore Bennett. I actually, I told him, I was like, I'm your personal dating coach. I am going to find you the best <laughs> girl because you deserve it. He is such a sweetheart. I'm so sad that we, we were all deprived from not, you know, seeing him on Claire season. He would have been amazing. And I know that he probably wouldn't have obviously ended up with Claire, right? Or maybe even not even Tasha. But just to see him yeah. on the season, he just has so much to offer. So I know it's not the last time we'll see him. He is amazing. I'm hopeful that we um, I don't know this might be like so far-fetched of me but like I'm hopeful that we'll see him at some point because I know that they are constantly looking for people that it's it's obviously so it's a lot more difficult for them to find men to be on the show right and even from like who they pulled for Claire slash Tisha we know that most of those people were actually asked by production so Kenny Dale uh, Zach, Joe, none of those people applied. They were all hand selected mm. by production and by casting. And so my hope is that at some point, you know, maybe sooner than later, they'll be like, oh, like we had all of these men lined up. Like, why not use a couple of them? Like, that is genuinely my hope. Oh. I mean, I have no idea. And I just read something today that Dale was apparently asked to be on the show several times, but he said no because of the lead. Yes, um, I saw that. So, and also, I I don't know if you've tuned in to Mike Johnson and Brian's new podcast. They interview Emmanuel Acho, mm-hmm. and he actually said that he was asked to be on the show twice over the last, like, four years. So we, we know that they're asking people Damn. and uh, – we know why there are so many like, you know, dancers and NFL players and influencers on the show. It's because they're they're being singled out by casting. So my hope is that we will see Bennett on the show later on down the line. Who knows? But like fingers crossed. Yeah, maybe the next Bachelorette. Who knows? That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm putting I'm putting that into the universe yes let's do it he deserves it well justin (laughs) this has been so much fun i have loved getting cozy with you i feel like i know you so much better now you're even more amazing than i thought before (laughs) i really really appreciate you doing this with me and i hope we can do things in the future maybe we can do a a batch recap together or something that'd be really fun but Yes. So definitely, guys, go follow Justin. Go ahead and tell them all your information, your podcast information. Give them all the things. Yeah. So uh, you can follow at Justin Takes the Batch on Instagram. And I'm really only on Instagram. <laughs> Don't really use any other platforms. Sorry. I have like a TikTok same. that I have mildly used. And then, yeah, same title. And that's literally everywhere. So subscribe on Apple or Spotify or iHeart or Pandora or Google or wherever you get your pods from i'm on all of them look at you i need to be on all of them <laughs> that's very important what? i love it I yeah love it. I, well i'm probably not on all of them but i'm on like all the important ones so. <laughs> that's what matters well thank Great. you thank you again justin so so much and you guys thank you for listening and you can catch the new season of the bachelor every monday and you can listen to justin's recaps with his Wonderful co-host from Bachelor Nation. Very fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And you guys just remember to stay safe and always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. 